Sock it to me, honey. Sock it to me? Sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to yourself. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Fenster's Funky Sevens. My name is Fenster. The idea behind this podcast is that I am a record collector and I have a large collection of 7-inch singles. So each episode I take 7 of these 7-inch singles and rearrange them into some sort of theme or genre. And the theme for this episode is Sock It To Em Soul. Using sock as a verb has been part of English vernacular for centuries with the meaning of beat or punch someone. So it's sock in the Ray Winstone and Borstal sense. Somebody probably socked somebody else in the Canterbury Tales. I don't know. I haven't read them and neither have you. So why not? But in the late 60s America, the phrase became very popular, mostly due to its use in the comedy skit TV show Roan and Martin's Laugh-In. Comedian Judy Carn became known as the socket to me girl. And if you heard the phrase on the show, it might mean that you were about to get a bucket of water thrown over you or a pie in the face or some other such prank. The bit was hugely popular. It attracted lots of celebrities onto the show, uh, even Nick. Nixon got involved in it. Now, folks, it's sock it to me time. But sock it to me didn't just come down the Hudson in a bubble. The producer of Rona Martin's Laughing heard Aretha Franklin's song Respect on the radio, and his wife suggested incorporating the phrase into the show. He noticed how his kids repeated the sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me refrain. He figured that he had a potential catchphrase on his hands. So this is Respect from Aretha Franklin from 
I don't think in Aretha's song the phrase suck it to me was about violence, but rather had the meaning of give it to me straight, tell me the truth, be honest with me, hit me with your best shot, that kind of expression. But Aretha wasn't the first to use suck it in a tune. From what I can see, and please correct me if you know of an earlier use, the first was suck it to him JB from Rex Garvin and the Mighty Cravers in 1966. The JB in the title has a double meaning because the lyrics are about James Bond, but the music is most definitely in the style of James Brown. So this is Socket to Him JB by Rex Garvin and the Mighty Cravers. Are you ready for this? I told you it was coming. Who? JB. And he's ready to stock it to you one time. The next song we'll take a look at is The Alley Shuffle by Brothers and Sisters. And this record made me a little bit curious. I found it in a charity shop in Kilbarrick in Dublin uh, with an Ann Peebles 7 inch as well. But when I looked it up on Discogs, there were no other copies listed. 
and there was only a handful of copies of other versions up there so uh, this seems to be a pretty rare record there's no information online about who brothers and sisters are but looking at the production credits i can see the names of legendary composer arranger and producer david axelrod who produced a wealth of soul funk jazz fusion and avant-garde music and his production partner hb barnum if you don't know those names you probably know this piece of music they produced alongside actor david mccallum this is the edge <laughs> The Edge was sampled in probably the most famous hip-hop intro ever, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg's The Next Episode. The Ali Shuffle was released in January 1967 as a tribute to Muhammad Ali, who at the time was at the height of his boxing career and also his political controversy, as he was at this time refusing to join the US military to fight the Vietnam War despite being drafted. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Muhammad Ali, has just refused to be inducted into the United States Armed Forces. He refused induction on the grounds of his religious convictions on war. My conscience won't let me go shoot my brother or some poor hungry people in the mud for big powerful America and shoot them for what? They never called me nigger. Axelrod was a boxer in his younger days and I suppose Brothers and Sisters was a studio project put together to show support to Ali. Here's the Ali Shuffle by Brothers and Sisters.
While I was listening to the Alley Shuffle, I noticed a similarity between it and another, what I assume is a boxing-related record, The Champ by the Mohawks. This is hugely recognisable as a fundamental hip-hop breakbeat. The Mohawks were a group of British studio musicians put together by renowned library and soundtrack composer Alan Hawkshaw. The Champ came out in 1968 and I put the two parts together. There's definite similarities in the chant both songs use. Gene Pitney was a singer from Connecticut who was most known for dramatic, heart-wrenching pop country songs like this one, 24 Hours from Tulsa. I was only 24 hours from Tulsa Only one day away from your arms The jukebox started to play And night turned into day As we were dancing all of a sudden I lost control as I held her charms And I caressed her, kissed her, told her I'd die before I would let her out of my arms Oh, I was only 24 hours from Tulsa But when the songwriting team of Charlie Fox and Swamp Dog opened up the bumper book of hip 60s phrases and put together the lines, you're dynamite, you've got me uptight, the way you suck it to me girl, you're out of sight, Gene had himself a bona fide Motown style up-tempo hit. Here's She's a Heartbreaker by Gene Pitney from 1968. Thank you. 
The Isley Brothers, like Gladys Knight, are one of those immortal R&B groups that just never stop. They started out as a gospel group in the 1950s, sold a million records with Shout in 1959, did it again with Twist and Shout in 1962. They had a stint at Motown where This Old Heart of Mine was a huge hit for them. They got into the funk sound in the 70s, made sexy electronic soul in the 80s with Between the Sheets, and they've been busy ever since releasing their last album, Don't Make Me Say It Girl, in 2022. The Isleys were not happy with their time at Motown. They felt that they weren't given enough attention and they were treated as a second tier act, again, much like Gladys Knight. So they left the label and released an album, It's Your Thing, in 1969 on their own label, where they tried out this newfangled funk sound. The title track was a huge hit. It's Your Thing, Do What You Wanna Do, I Can't Tell You Who To Sock It To brings a meaning of not violence but sex to the phrase. And the lyrics can be taken at face value, brushing off a woman after a breakup, but also as a snub to Motown boss Barry Gordy. But the Isleys weren't finished with Sock It To Me. On the album there's also I Know Who You've Been Socking It To, which again at face value is about cheating, but also could be interpreted as Barry Gordy focusing his attention on other acts. Here's I Know Who You've Been Socking It To by the Isley Brothers from 1969. <laughs>
The Isley Brothers had a busy 1969 releasing another album, The Brothers Isley, and the song I Turned You On, which features a socket to me chorus. This time, I don't know if there's, there's a double meaning, I think they're just being horny. Marva Whitney was a funk and soul singer from Kansas. She sang in the James Brown Review and was James's girlfriend for a while. She's probably best known for her song Unwind Yourself, which became a fundamental hip-hop breakbeat. Unwind yourself. Come on and turn that fool. 
James Brown was a bit pissed off with the Isleys for scoring such a big hit with the funk sound he had spent years developing. So he reworked It's Your Thing with Marva into It's My Thing, You Can't Tell Me Who to Sock It To as a response song to It's Your Thing, the I Can Buy Myself Flowers of the Day. Again, the song works on two levels, Marva snapping back on a romantic level and James reminding the Isley just who this funk thing belongs to. Here's It's My Thing by Marva Whitney from Jimmy Castor was a singer, composer and saxophone player from New York. He started out making doo-wop in the 1950s but scored his first big hit in 1965 with the Latin flavoured Hey Leroy, Your Mama's Calling. <laughs> Castor kept the comedic character theme running through a lot of his career, but perhaps his best-known tune is the seriously funky It's Just Begun from 1972, which is, as you may be surprised to know, a fundamental hip-hop breakbeat. same album he socked it to us with a humorous history lesson on troglodyte which by the way contains a fundamental hip-hop sample yeah i know what you're talking about uh there was a time when man did live in caves as we all know these people were known as cavemen neanderthal men or troglodytes what we're gonna do right here is go back way back back into time when the only people that existed were troglodytes, cavemen, cave women, Neanderthal, troglodytes. Let's take the average caveman at home, listening to his stereo.
he'd get up, try to do his thing. He'd begin to move, something like this. Jimmy wasn't one to let a good gimmick die, so in 1974, he got all his popular characters back together again for the Berta Butt Boogie. Hey, Leroy! Get away from that woman! Boy, I'll never learn. Uh-oh. Here comes the chocolate day. Come here. Suck it to me. Stood back and yelled, Daddy, Bella, Bathsheba. And the butt sisters backed her up when she yelled, I need you. The chocolate knife, Leroy, Luther, and the butt sisters all knew that the Bertha Butt Boogie was now the thing to do. When Bertha Butt did her thing, she started up. And so it is we are here today to honor the memory of the late Socket Toomey. Even though it is gone, it 
will live in the hearts and memories of everyone. Or was it gone? Not at all. There are dozens of other examples of socket songs from the late 60s and early 70s period, and Missy Elliott rekindled a socket fire in might actually be in the midst of a socket revival at this very moment. Here's Red Foo, one half of Party Rockers LMFAO and Barry Gordy's son in 2017. Staten Island's Leia had a go at reinterpreting the Missy Elliott song in 2022. And here's a brand new one from the Go Team, released just last month in February 2023. Thank you for making it to the end of episode 8 of Fencer's Funky 7s. If you'd like to get in contact and tell me your favourite socket song or tell me any important ones I miss, please do. You can find me at fensterdj at gmail.com or at fensterdj on Twitter. That's the end of this episode. Take care and bye-bye. NBC. Beautiful downtown Burbank. Oh, hello, Governor Rockefeller. Oh, no. I don't think we could get Mr. Nixon to stand still for a socket to me. Socket to me? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.